When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody welcome back to expounded universe the star wars novel discussion podcast no one else is doing this nope nobody probably shouldn't too eh. we shouldn't be doing it in <laughs> fact i'm gonna go get a burrito well i mean we didn't do it for a very long time <laughs> no we did we just failed to put it up for various reasons <laughs> we just Everything. lost it and then definitely didn't put it up for reasons yeah you know my my uh, lack of capa- capability to remember anything is a reason. It's a reason. It counts as one. There's definitely reasons. Yeah. I was excited about other stuff going on, which is pretty much a recipe. I pretty much need to be neutral or grumpy in order to accomplish any sort of actual task. Yeah, that's the only way this show works, is if I keep you sad and grumpy. Yeah. Because the second you're like, ooh, I'm having a good time, nothing happens. And I'm like, god damn it. Yeah, if I'm doing anything else, I'm not doing this. And I... I mean, to, to to be to be fair, I did spend a sizable portion of the weekend trying to convince you that we did need to record a little video. For, yeah, but not for this. No, for an entirely unrelated thing that will not help us in any way. No, for horseshit that no one will see. But was still kind of our job. Eh, not really. <laughs> hey, now you understand why I use the modifier kind of. <laughs> in a way, it was our job. In that it was in no way our job. It was a request from people who give us money and employment from time to time. How you doing? Uh, I'm grumpy. I'm grumpy about a, a good five minutes a, of my life. Good. Post a fucking episode then. <laughs> I will. I, I had to put on a polo shirt. I had to drink a flat Sprite Zero. Ugh. With a bunch, I had to buy a polo shirt. With a bunch. You didn't have to buy. You could have worn a polo shirt you already had. Eh. You were coming along to DXL with me because you wanted to buy polo shirts, not because I forced you to. Look, I'll take any opportunity to go to the dick sucking league. Yeah, I, I totally understand. And now I can't anymore. <laughs> I mean, I can. I'm allowed in there. It's not like they chase me out with a broom. Hey, you don't suck dick. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> but uh, but I, I've shrunk myself out of that demo. And I, honestly, I had always thought I, I hadn't been to DXL since I was like a Husky college student. So I thought that it was like, you know, they, they had like 2XL end up was kind of my expectation. It turns out, no. I mean, they do have 2XL. I couldn't up. find any. But granted, I was only looking at suit jackets. Yeah, where I was expecting to find anywhere between, I was hoping to find more forty-eight R's. Uh huh. And I found like one in the store, and it had like moths on it, and it was, it was pretty clear it wasn't supposed to be there. Uh. <laughs> so, nice time though. It's a nice store. Oh yeah, I mean, you are at the size now where I was basically in high school, which is the most awkward size because you're like. No one wants to cater to me. I'm in the worst place. <laughs> Every store is like, no, you're either too big or too small. 
I mean, I, I don't necessarily feel that way. Like, largely because... I'm, I mean, the internet exists now, so that's much easier. No, I, mean, I bought this shirt at a Target, and it's just a large. I can just wear large shirts now. Big shirt. Provided I am willing to wear a little bit of a tight shirt, I am fine. Yeah. And I am. No, I'm yeah, fine. Because everyone wants to cater me now because they want my sweet muscle snugs. <laughs> my new dessert line. <laughs> I came up with a brand new line of desserts for people who can't have dessert. Muscle snugs. Uh-huh. It's, just, it's meat. It's just meat and peanuts. <laughs> just like me, meat and peanuts. <laughs> I keep finding them everywhere. I'm meat and peanuts. <laughs> I, can't, I don't actually eat meat. I mean, I, I'm not a vegetarian. I, I don't eat as red meat. Yes. So so anyway. Yes. Um, but how you doing? You good? You grumpy? <laughs> Fine. All right, good. <laughs> and you know, maybe I didn't find anything at the Dick Zuckin League, which is, I don't know if that's like a national chain, but that's just like a big and tall men's store here in town. Yeah. Well, it's what Big and Tall turned into. Big and Tall no longer exists. It is DXL. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I don't. I just. I don't know. I've only ever seen the one store, so I wasn't sure that it wasn't like a regional chain, and we were just confusing everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But we did have a nice time browsing a hot topic. Indeed. Immediately. Afterwards. It's amazing going to a mall nowadays and being like, "Huh, I'll go into a store and." You know, being 40 years old and walking into Spencer's gift, you're like, oh, I'm a pervert. I shouldn't be in here. I feel that is not the case, largely because Spencer's gifts, for whatever reason, has about one quarter of their floor space layout right now dedicated entirely to the Playboy brand. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was dead. Like, I'm, I I know Hefner is. Oh, and no. I, I know that they did the whole thing where they're like, we're not going to put nudity in the magazine. Yeah, anymore. they transferred Whoop, to be never. Maxim magazine, essentially. And then they changed back, I believe, when, they, yeah. when it started to super cut sales, because it turned out, no, no, everyone does want to see the titties. Yeah, because here's the thing. <laughs> Maxim magazine lost a shitload of money because they're like, oh, the internet exists and no one needs, like, plausible deniability titties. Not, so... not as many people need to give a magazine to a 13-year-old at a barber shop as they used to. Yeah. That's pretty much the only thing it was for. People have cell phones now and it's fine and if they want to look at titties, they can look at titties. Yeah, I don't think I've so... ever seen a Maxim used for anything other than like arranging weed so you could roll it into a thing at, at, a, at a person's house. <laughs> it's, like just, it's, like, it's like a little weed TV tray. Man, I loved being a teenager and getting fucking Maxim magazines <laughs> and being like, yeah, I care about $5,000 stereo equipment or whatever this is. How to set up a wet bar. Fuck yes. Yeah, that's Although, what me and my needs need. I mean, that's just Playboy for the modern generation, except now I guess Playboy is because Maxim died. Yeah. Because I remember looking through really old Playboys and being like, ooh, I should probably spend more than $300 on an LP needle. Yeah, it's great. But they like a quarter of the store was given over to the bunny logo and various Playboy slogans, I guess, on shirts and stuff. And I'm like, who's walking in here that needs this? Aren't they just going to be confused? They're like, "What's that rabbit? Is that from anime? Is that is that Midoriya? Is is that like a stylized Midoriya helmet?" No, man, because because they'll know. They're like, "Oh, that means sexy." Yeah, it doesn't mean Playboy. Yeah. It means hot girl. I know that thing. I've seen it on the sides of airplanes, and that's it. <laughs> anyway, last time we left our heroes, <laughs> I probably have 10, 15 more good minutes of hot topic Spencer's it's gift true. content. <laughs> That it's very true. The we fact can that we save that that there are still full ass Towelie shirts available for sale. Oh, for sure. The fact that Towelie is on a shirt twenty five years since is like, why? Who needs this? Who's buying that? I just wanted to see one person. I want to hang around the Spencer's gift and the hot topic because they're across from each other, so you can you have good sight lines to watch both of them until someone walks out with the Towelie t shirt. And then you got to be like, I need to interview you, sir. All right, can, please come, come over here and sit down. Sir. Why don't you have a seat right here? <laughs> why don't you take a seat, you right, seat right here? here. Oh, God, what did you hear? <laughs> oh, no, I'm so sorry. I only came to the mall to return this towelie shirt. <laughs> uh, they said it was ironically cool now. 
I wanted a really confusing Halloween costume. <laughs> I love explaining stuff. Can I go now? Ugh. Sorry. When last we left our heroes. Yes, indeed. The ship had been finally created. They had gone through the last of the building processes, turning the exploded balls that turned into discs into the plating and hull of a ship uh, that had bonded itself to young Anakin Skywalker. He'll be the pilot. Now, uh, while that was happening, Sinar lost control of some droids that uh, went down to the surface. Some droid fighters blew up bits of the manufactory where Obi-Wan and Anakin were, and Key Dave made a triumphant return and kicked the shit out of Obi-Wan and... Uh, that's basically where we left. Yes, indeed. And then it was described as there is a fleet up there and then we are detecting a larger fleet coming out of hyperspace, which I, I thought, and I think we both thought, meant that they detected the four droid starfighters and we're calling that one fleet. And then they noticed where uh, Sinar's whole squadron is and called that another fleet. Well, but yeah, because Sinar in the last thing was like, hey, uh, if if we shoot them, then they'll notice us. Right. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's that is them saying, we noticed these starfighters, and then it one blew up, and we noticed the big fleet. Except now I think what we're supposed to be taking away from that instead is that, no, Tarkin showed up at this exact moment as well, because there's like a whole bigger fleet that's arriving. Yeah, in these chapters. In these chapters. We had no way of knowing. I'm just setting up for, for uh, future discussion purposes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I don't care about this. I just want to keep talking about the things I saw on a hot topic. <laughs> Like all things, I am excited about something and I no longer wish to do my job. <laughs> Make me uh, sad real quick, would you? <laughs> hey, you're a real silver fox. <laughs> God damn it. Stop it. We've had this discussion about because because uh, I posted a picture of myself in a new shirt today and, and I got a comment, at least one comment, plus a few people sending me messages where they said, wow, you're a silver fox now. And it's just... I. As, as everyone's been telling me, that's just what you call a middle-aged guy who looks good, but has gray or silver hair. Yeah. But to me, it has always meant, like, the handsomest guy at bingo. Yeah, no. You know? I mean, I understand that what you are thinking is, oh, it's the 70-year-old man who still wears a fedora and a suit and is like, ah, I'm out on the town. Hey, young miss. Exactly. Oh, excuse me, Myrtle. You know, my kids haven't taken away my driver's license yet. That's what I picture. Yeah. And and so when I hear that, I'm like, I'm not even 45, you sons of bitches. <laughs> but uh, uh, it turns out it that for mo- anyone who's like, no, it's you know, it's it's what you'd call like like George Clooney. Like, yeah, that's what that is. It's a dude who has prematurely gray hair but looks cool anyway. And I'm like, I'm having a hard time with it, but I'm going to learn to take the compliment. It's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, so so anyway, thank you for making me sad. There you go. Anyway, hot topic. <laughs> Oh, it didn't work. Fuck. Oh, oh, no. I've got a hot topic for you. What's going on on Zonamasi Coat? Well, uh, we have the opening chapter as an Anakin perspective one. Uh, He has been hit by a bunch of debris, and we thought that he had been knocked under a bunch of rubble because Obi-Wan couldn't get to him when Key Dave showed up all triumphant. But this chapter disabuses of that notion as we get Anakin's perspective, and he just sees Key Dave appear out of the smoke and tries to back away from him. And Key Davis just grabbed one of them shaper blades from probably Vidge, although that was 200 miles ago, so who knows. But he's got a shaper blade, and he just walks right up to Anakin and whacks him on the head with it, and then picks him up by the leg and carries him away. Yeah, he just straight caveman's Anakin. Yeah, and uh, has a quick slave child for him, because uh, we don't get a lot of Key Dave in her perspective, because he's a weird alien, and they don't usually do that. 
but he is very status and clan obsessed. It's weird to me because he is status and clan obsessed, but is also himself like, oh, I don't have status. I'm fucked. Yeah. And so I think his... he still thinks he's bigger than this kid. I don't know, man. Because when they're, I mean, once they actually start talking in the vehicle, because he does pick up Anakin and take him to the Starfighter. Yeah, he takes him to the brand new ship, the Sakatan ship they just finished building. Uh, after just knocking anybody who else was in the way out of the way. But yeah, when they're talking in that ship, he's not like, ah, you are a peasant and I am better than you. Like they have a weird conversation that feels like sometimes I'm like, oh, it seems like key Dave is like, oh, I'm only doing this to try and get my honor back. Like nothing personnel kid. Yeah. But if you wanted his honor back, you would have just offed Obi-Wan. I assume he's not allowed to. It's, it's a weird thing that you're like, okay, well what they haven't explained exactly why he has lost his honor or how it is. He is supposed to get it back. Cause when he's like, I could kill you and get my honor back, but I'm going to take this kid and get my honor back. I'm like, who fucking half six of one, half dozen of the other who gives a shit. What also, are you doing? Well, we, we get his backstory here or some of it anyway, because it's a long ship conversation between the two of them. Granted, it's largely Anakin trying to mind control him, which is something he hasn't even really tried to do to anybody that much yet. Um, so he asks him, like, who are you really? And he gets a full long answer because he's got a little bit of mind control affecting him. And the answer is largely like, oh, I was part well, of the Well, my most- full name is Keyring Davidson. <laughs> yeah, um, largely he's like, oh, I'm, I was from a super influential family in a super important hunting clan, but we fell into disfavor and are now effectively property that lives on Coruscant. And oh, yeah, some invaders came to our planet, fucked us up. We got off planet, mm-hmm. and Cor- the Coruscant people were like, "Oh, that's a shame, but you're important, and we'll protect you." And he's like, "Yeah, but that protection basically just meant we were essentially prisoners of Coruscant." Yeah, it pretty much meant that we're allowed to live in a ghetto and offer our colorful wares. To yeah, people. we'd spread out blankets every morning and be like, "Would you care to buy our fine exotic crafts?" Yeah, they're they're like, "Oh, you're allowed to be on Coruscant because." Oh, look at all these native craft works. Oh, they make such interesting designs. Mm-hmm. How lovely. I'll put it in my study. Ooh, artisanally carved blood. <laughs> Is this locally sourced? Oh, yes. More than you'd think. <laughs> I'm about to locally source some more, if you know what I mean. But yeah, the problem is that this makes it sound like his honor has nothing to do with him and everything to do with like his ancestors. Because one of the first things Anakin susses out is that Key Dave isn't even from Bloodcarver Planet. He was born on Coruscant. He's second generation. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, when he talks about his past, he's like, yeah, our entire, like, all Bloodcarvers essentially got fucked by invaders. And the ones who are still around are essentially on Coruscant. That's where I've been living. So it's not like, oh, this recently happened. It's just, no, that's that's our whole lot in life at the moment. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, like, did this guy really have that much honor to lose in the first place? If the whole, if their whole civilization is currently existing in degrade, disgrace and exile, and he's like, well, I got to catch that one Jedi kid or I'll lose my honor. You're, you're, did you have like three or four points left? Well, that's why I wanted to know, like, what did you do to lose honor? Because it's not like, oh, we got run off by invaders or something. It's like, that's why I don't have honor. Unless he was specifically like, I'm trying to make up for the loss of our planet, and that's the honor. But it seems very much like, no, this is about Key Dave personally. Yes. So he had to have done something. But he had to have done something really good first. So I have to assume maybe that wasn't his first assassination mission when he went after Anakin in the in the worm 
pit race backpack whatever. well i mean even then he was like oh this is in order for me to get my honor back he yeah. started being fucked and now he's at like i guess negative honor and must drive all the other participants to taco bell <laughs> i so i i guess he just lost extra honor and tarkin's definitely keeping track i mean it's it is one of those things where again i'm like fuck key dave has this entire fucking story about like needing to have all of this honor and he's been disgraced and he's got to do this and he doesn't want to, but it's necessary. And I'm like, wow, man, we're almost done with this book. And I have no idea who one of the main fucking antagonists is and what their deal is. Right. And the, uh, and the other antagonists, the far outsiders, we more or less get our full on confirmation. I mean, of... they're more in interest than an actual antagonist. Oh yeah. They, sh- they could have been an antagonist and it feels like they're setting them up for another book here, which yes. I don't think ever happened. I think the other book that happened was the one we read where Chewbacca gets hit by a moon. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't keep going in this era. It's a, this makes, it makes this book neat. That they were like, oh, let's tie it into Anakin's past. Like, we'll put it way back in the prequel era, and then we'll use it to wrap up the Legends continuity. That's a neat idea, but they were really afraid to do it here. Yeah. Because they're just like, uh, the Far Outsiders. We never really did know what their names were, but they were, oh, they're from super far away, and the Force didn't recognize them, and they fully organically grew all their own technology. And Oh, yeah, because we get a thing while he is talking to Key Dave, his Anakin, is he starts to essentially get a psychic hologram that comes through the ship. Yes. And he's like, oh, God damn it. I'm trying to mind control this dude, but the ship is also connecting with me going like, you have one unheard message. Yes. Yeah. So we should probably talk. I mean, we've kind of jumped ahead of ourselves in a round here because the whole Yuzhan Vong shit that shows up isn't even part of the key Dave Anakin conversation. It's part of the Shapafar Obi-Wan conversation from two or three chapters from now. Uh, so meanwhile... I mean, no, because he gets the entire conversation from Vergier's hologram thing, the psychic hologram. Does he? I thought the stuff he got from from Vergier was just a, a bunch of weird shit about... It, it doesn't matter. It's fine. You're, prob- you're we probably get both. right. We're, we get both. Um, basically, once he flings Anakin into the spaceship, uh, he stomps around, gets Anakin situated in the seat. We immediately establish, yes, the inside of the ship is super cool. It's, they've got everything installed that really needed to be. And... Uh, the, it's very intuitive, and the ship molds itself to fit Anakin perfectly, and he controls the by putting his fingers into a thing, and it grows around him. It's cool. But right away, it turns out that Jabatha, that can't be right, Jabatha snuck into uh, the, the ship as well to hide from the explosions and everything. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we get descriptions of Key Dave, like, beating the shit out of people around the ship and, like, kicking the workers that were there, like, installing panels and shit out. But when he sees Jabatha, he's like, Oh, you're coming with me. And you're, you're a prisoner now. You're probably roughly the right age for me to assume that you're the girlfriend of this guy. So that's going to work for me. Yeah. And so he basically brings her in and tosses her on an acceleration couch and is like, okay, fly the ship. And Anakin's like thinking about it. And he goes, this key Dave, he just goes, hey, this is the deal. Uh, I don't need to explain my mission to you, but you're going to take the ship and you're going to fly it into space. And if you don't, I'm going to kill this lady. All right? Yeah. All right. It's pretty straightforward. And key Dave is being very... He's pretty st- straightforward. He's like, hey, listen to me. I- I'll kill her if you do this. I'll kill her if I fail on my mission in any way. And while you're still worrying about whether or not your master's fine, he is. It wasn't my mission to kill him. I just left him alone after I bonked him a little bit. Okay? <laughs> so I'm just laying all my cards on the table. Oh, yeah. And it's very clear that he's like, the o- apparently the only thing that's going to give me honor is specifically getting this ship. Yeah. Because he's like, look, either you're going to take this ship where I want it to go, 
uh, and then I'll get honor. You'll be fine. I don't give a fuck. I just need to deliver this ship. Yeah. But if I don't get this ship, then I don't care anymore, and I'll murder her. I'll murder you. Fucking I'll kill everyone. I don't care. Yeah. So Anakin's just like, um, yeah, fine, but the ship is telling me it won't go very far, largely because it doesn't have gas. Yeah, it's just been essentially born. They've just started doing the preliminary, like, Let's put some accoutrement in here so no one has gassed the tank. Yes. So uh, he's like, great, I don't care. Fly us where there's f- where there's gas then. So you, you know where there's gas because you've been to a bunch of places on this planet. Fly us where there's gas or I'll kill this lady. And then, yeah, he starts getting a bunch of messages. We have this whole problem in this book where routinely we've been getting non-quotes where just in italics someone will, will say something to one of the two Jedi. You know, like the trial of the trial has come or whatever. Yeah. Um, and we don't know if it's Qui-Gon, or if it's the Living Force, or if it's Zonamasakot, or if it's Vergeer, it's just someone. And in fact, we get a new potential person it could be in this chapter, where Anakin's being told that it's his own trial, that this was the trial they were talking about at the end of the last episode. Yeah, oh, you, this is your trial, and you must be strong and gather all that you need for this is how you will bring balance to the galaxy or whatever, and he's like, oh, this isn't Qui-Gon, this is me. This is my voice, but a stronger voice. This is a future me. This is future me, and I sound like I'm talking through a robot. <laughs> this is future me, and I sound like a cool black guy. <laughs> Why do I sound like Mufasa in the future? That's awesome. <laughs> Dude, that rules. My future is getting to be Mufasa. I'm awesome. <laughs> Wait, how does Mufasa die? I forget. Uh, surrounded by loved ones and at a ripe old age, right? That's how it goes? <laughs> That's how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he long lives as a king. Uh huh. Long live the king, indeed. They say <laughs> that's all I know about uh-huh. it. I only watched the first. Uh, I only watched until I can't wait to be king. And I was like, I agree with with with. Uh, with you know what? I also can't yeah, wait for Simba. Simba to be king. I agree with Simba, and, and I see no reason to continue because obviously he will be king, and that'll be the end of that. <laughs> Nothing bad will happen. That's all. Two of the bangers in this movie. We've seen them. <laughs> Get that that opening one, the Circle of Life, and then this one, the best song. And then nothing else. I, <laughs> no more famous songs from this. Disingenuous claim that Can't Wait to Be King is the best <laughs> one in that. Obviously, Circle of Life is the best song from Lion King. I mean, I love Can't Wait to Be King. Uh-huh. And I'm still like, dude, can you feel the love tonight is coming up? And you can't make Elton John be like, no, you didn't do a good job. Yeah, yeah. And you also have uh, Hakuna Matata coming along Which, the, the pipeline there. I like it. I like the transition bit. I think it's a good song. I, I think it, all bangers. it fits... It's a good song for where it is in the movie, yeah. but it is not one that I'm like, yes, I want to listen to this yeah, no, by itself. If if I may, and I, obviously this is the most important. Yeah, clearly this is what we need to be going into we right could now. Ever go down now? I if could, I'm in hot topic, <laughs> the best song from The Lion King is, and I quote, "Are you hungry for a hunk of fat and juicy meat? <laughs> then eat my buddy Pumbaa here because he is a treat." That song. Sure, why not? Are you aching? <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Thank you. All right, great. That's that's definitely the best song uh, in, in Lion King, hands, hands down. Uh, hands down. I don't know if there's a good one in Lion King 2. I've only watched Lion King 1 and a half. I've never watched any sequels, and I never will. Oh, they're fucking great. That's in, not in, true. In, I've seen Frozen 2. I was going to say, they're fu- well, okay, Frozen 2 is a theatrical sequel. That's like yes. saying you've seen Return of Jafar. Hardly counts. <laughs> Come back to me when, you see the, when you've seen the Fox and the Hound sequel, where the two of them join a country music traveling band. Ah, oh, sweet. Which I think is fronted by like Winona Judd or something. It's wild. (laughs) They are all so bad. And I love watching them as a result. All of these Disney sequels are so fucking bad. You have no idea. Good. Yeah. Anyway. 
Okay. Where were we? Um, anyway, so <laughs> it, it's, yeah, now we have Vader as one of the potential who is this talking voice options. And we get it more than once because as well, we have a point where, uh, I mean, it's later on, but I'm just going to do all the Anakin flying shit now. I don't Fine, care. Go ahead. Uh, Anakin is flying. And again, uh, the, the ship is doing the like, oh, I'm your ship. I mold to you. And it's not even a matter of like, oh yeah, the seat's very comfortable and it's very intuitive. Like it does the whole fucking like video drone level. Like you put your hands onto the steering wheel and it like molds around your hands. Mm -hmm. And as well, instead of having like a readout screen for like, oh, you're this far from sausage. sausage. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, and, you know. <laughs> what an obscure one. <laughs> Fucking goddamn it. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm completely unwilling to pay attention to the book anymore. That one made me too happy. I've, I, I've, I've swung too wide. <laughs> yeah, but instead of a readout screen where it's giving you all the information that you should have or, like, communicating anything, it all psychically happens with Anakin. So. Yeah. It's an instant transfer of information because anytime he wants to know anything at the speed of thought, the ship's just like, yep, here you go. Uh-huh. But it also means it's great for Anakin because Key Dave never gets any information. It's not like he can pull up a screen and go, ah, I see this is happening yes. or you're going here because it's all just happening psychically for Anakin. Yeah. Uh, but he is so focused at this point and he's just like yes and i've gotten to the point where i'm i feel powerful and calm and like i can do anything yeah. and it fe and i am ashamed of that because the reason i feel that way is cuz i am pissed yes i am ready to fuck this and, dude up and the voice that comes through is straight up like hey yeah you're going to have to give into your anger on this one little yeah, man feed on that shit yeah, yeah. it'll give you strength yeah you're like okay so you've got you got vader voice going on yeah so uh, but as John mentioned earlier, we get the help me, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope finally, except it's a psychic message left behind by one of the three or 15 balls this ship is made out of that had a little bit of a voicemail left over from Vergeer in it. Yeah. And he's never even seen Vergeer. He doesn't even know what she is. It's amazing that she managed to put this much of a psychic impression in there because when Obi-Wan was like, oh, I can hear... Vergeer left some sort of message in one of these balls and she had to she had to leave suddenly. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. She left like a quick, hey, I gotta get the fuck out of here. This is what's happening. Bye. Yeah. But it is multiple paragraphs long of uh this message was like, hey, Vergeer here, just wanted to let you know. So I gotta leave, but there's these guys, the far outsiders. They're far out, man, and I yeah. gotta go with them. So first of all, we get a quick description of what she looks like, at least enough for Anakin to kind of move on from that. She's a bird lady. She's a bird lady, sort of. She's got feathers and whiskers. Based on pictures I've seen of this character before, she kind of looks like a like a rad Skeksis. Okay. She's got a little bit of reptile, a little bit of bird, a lot of stuff going on. She looks like she was designed by Brian Froud. Okay. It's, it's super here. I got a picture of her right here for you again. Fabulous. See for yourself. She's like a, like a cool bird dinosaur. That's a great looking cool alien. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't even look at this picture because she's clearly being menaced by Yuzhan Vong warriors eh. in the picture. And I, that's totally a spoiler, but I don't give a shit. Eh. I'm too happy about sausage. So um, I, know, I know you are. I'm so happy about sausage right now. Um, <laughs> so and my proximity to it. Yeah. So 
she pops up. She's like, look, I, I love this planet, and this is really neat, but the, pl- the whole place is in danger. Uh, they're hiding a bunch of secrets. They are more dangerous than you possibly know. We were recently in a huge war. Uh, these th- people called the Far Outsiders showed up, and we can't figure out from where, and they were weird. They did not participate in society the way we're used to it. They didn't understand what the Force was. I couldn't read them with the Force. Yeah, it's, they exist outside of the Force, both using it and affecting by it, and they are interested in me specifically because they are like what the fuck is the force yes so i'm a curiosity yeah and they're all their technology is fully bioorganic so they're they're wild i got sent i got picked because i've been here for a long time and these people have come to like me as much as i like them to kind of represent them and help negotiate with the the guy in charge of them on behalf of the magister yeah they basically agreed to leave if i went with them yes and so i did because when they got even slightly mad they fucked up the planet real bad yeah. And part of this, I'm going to go ahead and say, this is two conversations we're recounting right now. The other one being Shopafar admitting everything to Obi-Wan on yeah. the ground in a little bit. So some of this may be from one part and some of this may be from another, but it doesn't matter. So she's like, that's what you got to know. These guys are terrifying. They may be coming back. The planet is prepping for things. It's all weirder than you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Um, and so Anakin's like, yeah, thanks. And anyway, he gets back to the process of trying to mind probe uh, key Dave first getting him to admit his backstory uh, there's a part where he's like you and I aren't that different and Key Dave's like what the fuck are you talking about I am a temporarily disgraced billionaire you are an actual slave and yet they seem to think you're important see that's the opposite reading I know he's I like got. You're, you're more powerful than I'm me I'm shit moment. and yeah. you're actually important but I have a chance and you don't I think it's supposed to be the idea here nah <laughs> I think Anakin is trying to go no man I'm trying to connect to you yeah. with like yeah dude I know what it's like to be nothing and have nothing, that's what I was. And he's like, yeah, but you aren't that now, so I don't connect with you. Yes, I don't care. Just fly me to the south because we're going to go to the Magisters for gas. We can't go back to middle distance for gas because they're on high alert. Yeah, there's actually people there. But Key Dave has apparently in like the four days that he's had to fuck around has mapped out everything here somehow because he's like, Oh, well, I know everything that's going on in the middle distance. I knew how to get to this manufactory and where you were within the, like, several hundred mile canyon of manufactory. Mm -hmm. I know where the Magister's Mountain is. I know there's gas there. Mm -hmm. I know there are other places with gas. And I'm like, how did you find all of this shit out in four days and still be in, like, oh, and I had to hang out and let balls eat my clothes? like. What the fuck were you doing? It turns out the whole the whole thing's on the internet. Jedi just didn't think to look, you know? He was just like, I'm just going to Google this shit. He's like, oh, I just went to the visitor center and got the where are our gas stations uh, pamphlet. Look, I'm even wearing the shirt. I, I went to Zanama Seacoat and looked at all the gas stations and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. All I got was my t-shirt eaten by balls. <laughs> the only thing that survived the balls was this t-shirt. <laughs> See, he's got like a bag of like fancy uh, ornamental popcorn. (laughs) I got a fridge magnet, too. Yeah. Plus, I had time to go to White Castle. That was the worst part of this. There's 50 of them. Sucks. It's terrible. Don't recommend it. It's even wetter here. (laughs) So misty. I love that probably a good portion of our audience lives in areas where that shit's popular and like it. And we just sound like assholes. Yeah, well. It's bad, and you should feel bad for liking it if you do. Don't steam the buns. Why would you steam a bun? It's gross and bad. Yeah. So, anyway. um, 
we could probably rejoin it with someone else at this point. Let's do Anakin, and then we'll come around to the last guy. How about I mean, that? We've been doing Anakin. Uh, yeah, I know, but there's some stuff. He wakes up, he gets his lightsaber back, and it turns out that he. You mean Obi Wan? Oh, I'm sorry, Obi Wan. I do. I do. Okay. I really don't Great. care. Um, I know you don't. Yeah. Uh, I, don't worry, listeners. I actually do. This is a bit. <laughs> this is this is a bit. Please, 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 don't stop paying me. Yes. <laughs> Ah, Obi-Wan, meanwhile, wakes up. Turns out he's not that badly damaged. He just got hit right in the nerve. Um, stands up, takes care of binding that. He points out he's in huge pain, but that doesn't fucking matter for a Jedi Knight. You're fine. Wraps it off, goes to check and see how everyone's doing. Runs into Shapafar, who's basically like, uh, Gan is in total shock. We can't find Jabatha. Sheikla's pretty injured. I'm in charge. I'm just taking charge. So oh, yeah. Well, Gan is there and still being... His standard bullshit toady self. Oh yeah, he's ranting and raving. He's like in total shock. We've got, we've got to find the magister. The magister will know what to do. Yeah, if only the magister. And he's like, shut the fuck up, yeah. Gan. So Shopafar is just like, dude, I am fucking sick of you and your obsequious toady shit. I am taking control until the magister says otherwise. He's got ears everywhere. If it's a problem, we'll know about it. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm just gonna tell this Jedi everything. Stop me. No, but what, what if he brought the bad guys here? And he's like, he's a fucking Jedi, and they just blew his ass up and beat the shit out of him. Looks at him, and he's like, did you bring bad guys here? Not willingly. Okay, great. Good. I will tell you anything you want to know. <laughs> Let's get into my ship that also happens to be here, and he is able, again, because he's got a ship that he is also psychically connected to, Shoppa's just like, whistles for it, and it just flies over. Yeah, so he's in his own Sakatan ship, and... Obi-Wan's basically, his thing is like, I will help you do anything I can, but I can't really help you do anything important until we catch that kid. So, can you help me chase that other ship? And he's eh? like, oh yeah, that should be easy enough. Yep. They don't have gas, they, so they gotta go somewhere. They're gonna go somewhere where there's gas, so they're either going to Middle Distance or the Magister's Place. We'll just follow them to one of those. Got it? Let's get on the ship and we can talk on the ship. As they're on the ship talking, we get the conversation where he's like, hey, um... We came under heavy attack fairly recently. We've been spending a lot of time prepping our defenses to deal with it. Yeah, you you saw the gouges, and he's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, that was a group called the Far Outsiders. They showed up. They essentially wanted us to fully submit and just be like, oh, we conquer you. And when we said no, they immediately began blowing up huge swaths of the planet. And it... They, it anticipated that we would probably just bow down at that point it turns out we have surprising depth don't worry about it you'll go we'll go into greater detail in another chapter uh but that's what's going on so i'm going to help you rescue it and turn they get out and they start chasing uh anakin's new ship although they're not gonna be able to catch it necessarily until it sets down for gas it's the best the cotton ship they've made in forever yeah um and and also obi-wan is working to contact we haven't mentioned him in a while charza quinn that big weird worm Oh, yeah, because he's like, oh, uh, by the way, is Shoppa. He's like, there's like a bunch of fucking dudes out here. We've got things and we'll be able to take care of it. And Obi-Wan thinking, oh, yeah, you've got like a couple personal vehicles. I've seen some of the shuttles and I know you've probably got a few of these Sakatan like fighters around, but there's no way you're going to stop an armada out there. So he's like, oh, I can call Charza. At least that's one more ship on our side. And Shoppa's like, yeah, if you want to, I don't really give a fuck. You're about to find out that we rule and we are not in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are, but they probably don't think they are yet. I mean, they aren't, 100%. Tarkin thinks they're in trouble, but Shop <laughs> was like, dude, this entire planet is going to absolutely fuck 
everyone up in space. Uh, it's my fault for having a little bit of advanced knowledge about how this book ends from based on reading about the uh, Eugene Vong yeah, crisis. Don't fucking past. do that. I'm not saying this was years ago. It's not my fault. Don't we- ever read. Listeners, never read. <laughs> That's our job. That's why we're here so you don't have to. That's why you're here and we're frozen <laughs> out here. But what I want to know is... So, we are fucking... Uh, let's, let's go ahead and deal with... Uh, I don't know how Sinar. Long is, Sinar. You want to do Sinar? Sure. Yeah. It's going to be a short episode, though, because we're Well, we're, that's because you fast. are speeding. Fine, then take it slow. Jesus. Bring in the noise. Put on a Portishead song and slow the situation down. Obviously, I'm just hammering away at it, but what's really taken is some depth and technique. Yeah, maybe. Just... Just calm it down a little, man. Just calm. I know you're excited and you're very happy and you don't want to work. And the shorter the episode is, the better. I mean, I still have to do the bonus content, so I'm not that excited. I made myself sad. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> work. Oh, now I'll speak at a normal speed. Fine, fine. <laughs> uh, so, Sinar, of course, when last we left, everything was sort of fucked. And it is double fucked now. Because when he is, uh, like, we go to him, he's like, oh, a giant fucking fleet of ships has shown up. And he's like, yep, well, there's Tarkin right on time. I assumed he'd show up as soon as my droid started getting fucked up. I figured that was the beginning of Tarkin's play. And now that these ships are here, that's going to be the rest of it. This is all very predictable, Ket. I don't give a shit. And, yeah, because Ket's like, hey, man, just so you know. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and, I don't know, have Tarkin meet me here. And he's like, no, dude, you're under arrest. Yeah, because what he tries to do is say, like, hey, just so you know, Cat, I'm putting you back in charge of the ship. I am relinquishing my command. I am retiring. Very well. I'll be in my room. And he's like, you're not allowed to retire. You're under arrest. <laughs> yeah. And Sinar's like, yeah, I figured he'd do something like that. Obviously. Of course I'm under arrest. Can I still go sit in my room? And, you know, Cat at least isn't like, no, fuck you. I'm so loyal. Because he was just a trade like fed. trade fed guy so yeah. he's like man i don't fuck it all of you republic people suck ass i don't really care this is all like internal weird conflicts all i've been told from tarkin is you're under arrest he didn't tell me like i needed specifically to take you somewhere yeah and that's all Sinar needed to hear he's like great i'm i'm out i'm going to my room i'm just gonna be in my room yeah i gotta feel real bad for cat in this situation because this is a guy who is just trying to defect to the federation or the the Republic. Republic. He was trying to defect to the Federation. He was told in no uncertain terms he was in the wrong universe. <laughs> uh, I'd like to join the United Federation of Planets. We we uh we don't we don't have those. Oh, that's a galaxy far far away yeah, from here. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all one big galaxy with God in the middle of it. <laughs> you know you don't want to go to that one. Yeah, we're right now in the Upsilon quadrant or some shit. Yeah, so. different ga- galaxy entirely, which I don't think Star Wars or Star Trek has tried to do yet. No. They get all excited when they go to a new quadrant. They're like, yeah, fuck yeah, the Delta Quadrant where everyone's a little bit dumber. <laughs> Everything kind of sucks here. Whether just genuinely dumber, like they're stupid, or they're hyper advanced, but they still kind of suck, you know? You know? You know, like Herogen, who are like, oh, we are the ultimate technology, and we use it entirely to be like, oh, hunter guys, boo. Boo. Or those dudes that are just hyper advanced dinosaurs. <laughs> Hey, everybody loves hyper-advanced dinosaurs. Vaudoir, I think. They're just, what are you? Oh, we're Earth's fucking uh, Diplodocuses, and we ended up becoming ugly guys, and now we have super tech. And we're in like two episodes, because we're not actually that interesting, despite that wild premise. Yeah. Oh, we're the dinosaurs that had 
rocket technology and left Earth before the end of dinosaurs. Anyway, we're just guys now. We're, just <laughs> we're boring. Guy. We're boring and we have super ships. It does. It, it is mostly the episode gets remembered not because it's got fucking dinosaurs in it and it's crazy, but because it's got the extrapolate from a theoretical database line in it, which you gotta love. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, Sinar is like, great, I'm gonna go. And when he tries to get through the hall to get to his room, he's like, oh, there's there's a bunch of fucking imperial stormtrooper guys here already. I mean, those don't exist yet. Clone troopers. There's clone troopers. Those don't exist yet either. So I think it's just Republic guardsmen or something. I guess. Yeah. But he just says there are a bunch of troopers here. And automatically when you're reading star Wars, you're like, Oh, I know what that is, but Oh no, wait, this is far prequel era. Yeah. This is between one and two, which means we don't even have the clone troop yet. where They look vaguely stormtrooper esque. So I guess we just got, some regular ass dudes with guns, but then I assume chuckleheads in like blue onesies. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Like Tarkin shows up through the middle and they all just sort of part so he can come through and he's like, Yeah, Sinar, you'll be you're under arrest. And he's like, Yeah, fucking dude. Yeah, I know. Can we just go talk in my room real quick? Cause I'm this I your whole play is so obvious at this point. And he's like, Your room oh. where your special droid can murder me? I don't think so. We'll talk on my ship. Where I'll control what happens. And Sinar's like, God, fine, you fucking little prissy bastard. I are hate we, you. Are, are we eventually going to get into a room where you drop the pretense that you caught me with my hand in my pants and you can just talk about how you won the great the, the chess game we were doing? And Tarkin's like, no, I'm going to I'm going to maintain kayfabe on this one. Yeah. He's like, oh, you really messed this one up, Wraith. And he's like, yes, obviously what happened was out of my control. It wasn't because. You sub-programmed them to do things when I would program them. I couldn't imagine. You must just be bad at programming. Plus, I've caught you with your hand in the cookie jar. Ugh. And at that point, of course, Tarkin's also like, all right, now you need to give me all of the codes for how to deprogram your programming. And Wraith's like, no, because I knew if you showed up, you'd want me to do that. So I made it so if you do try and deprogram them, they will immediately explode. Also, I don't have a fail serve turn off the shit I turned on code. It's not my mom's name backwards or whatever. I just didn't do that. Because yeah. if I did, you could torture it out of me. Yeah, he's like, I just made it. So if you try, it will destroy you. Go fuck yourself, you asshole. Yeah, I'm... 100%, I assume I'm in prison or whatever now. I don't care. I'm going to sit on whatever benches in whatever room you drag me to, and I'm just going to watch. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind. I'm sure you are You went and told everyone on Coruscant before I even got here that I had fucked up your little the plan, yeah. and now you're here to do what you always wanted to do, which is take it by force. I was about to get a ship without any of this horseshit, but no... You only care about big shows of power. Everyone needs to know how big Tarkin's dick is. Mm-hmm. It's exactly 6.5 standard Imperial units. And that's slightly above average. You don't know how big a unit is. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> no one knows how big a unit is. <laughs> it's not the size of the unit that matters, Sinar. <laughs> Uh, My but, voice jumps around a lot when I'm young. I haven't really settled into Peter Cushing yet. <laughs> I, I forgot what Peter Cushing sounds like. I like... I, I can't help myself from liking Sinar. Because he's like, yeah, obviously. Because he's was, fucking rad. He always has been. Because he's like, I'm very paranoid that Tarkin is going to betray me. 
but it's very obvious that he is. And then when it happens, he's like, yep, there it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, who could have seen this one coming? This is just scenario two, Tarkin. This is this is not interesting. You don't have the, to. The weirdest thing that possibly could have happened on this mission is you didn't betray me. Yes, like this is the most basic ass income that could have happened. The fact that I called it scenario two was charitable well wishing. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Scenario one was just that I died. <laughs> Scenario one is you didn't even wait for me to try and reprogram droids. You just killed me. Yeah. But he's like, ah, that probably wouldn't have happened because you still need a scapegoat for why you had to conquer them because this is still Republic era because we aren't Imperial. He's like, oh, now we have to do this because this is essentially a, oh, Sinar accidentally started a war. So we have to make sure that, you know, we can take care of this, and now I've got plausible deniability for why I showed up with a ton of dudes to take over a planet. Yeah, yeah. Which Sinar's just like bored of it now. He's like, ah, oh, great. I'm the scapegoat. I don't, I don't fucking care. Cool, you, great. You, I'm sure everyone that you talk to in Coruscant is super excited. So from this point forward, Tarkin's going to be watching everything that happens down on the planet and idly talking about it to Sinar, who will routinely just make a big old jerk off motion and move about <laughs> with his day. Oh yeah, he's like, oh, I can see there are. No real forces to speak of. There are a couple of Sokotan ships and some YT-1150 down there. Huh, interesting. What do you know about that? And he's like, I know what you know, dickhead. I'm looking at the same screen you are. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Yeah, and he's like, mm, I know you know more, and I know you know that YT-1150 is not Sokotan. It's probably an outside invader. And I, it's interesting that they don't bother telling us because they have not said that number designation yet in, the, yet in this book. But we did mention YT earlier. It's Charza Quinn's ship. Yeah. Um, so the, it's the, the Space Sea Star. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So those two ships are Obi-Wan following Anakin and then Charza Quinn just also hanging out behind them. He's bringing up the rear now. All so right. he's just like, hmm, yes, there's some sort of internecine difficulties going on. By the way, where's Key Dave? And he's like, I sent him down to the planet because I thought he could probably procure a ship without... Mm, and how did that go for you? Mm. I, I suppose I win on that one. He's like, yeah, I'm sure. No, I, you, you really kind of didn't because he's currently in a ship and he's getting it. So I was still going to get a ship. You, I, you have essentially just shown up to flex your muscle and tell everyone how great you are, and you didn't need to. You're just priming the Imperial pump. You're just going to be like, this is what it looks like when the Imperials do something. We surround the planet with all kinds of big ships, and we shoot shit at the planet until they completely 100% surrender. Oh, yeah, because he sends out just a shitload of, like, mine layers to put a ton of mines in yeah. uh, atmosphere. So he's like, yeah, if they try and fly anything, just mines will hit them. Plus... We have all of the droid fighters that were on yours, plus I brought a shitload more. Yeah, he's got more of those uh, Luker Hulks, but they're, they're smaller versions of them. Uh, the Luker Hulk was that ship that looked like a, a, like a sphere surrounded by three quarters of a donut that was uh, blockading Naboo. Mm -hmm. So he's got like the mini versions of those. He's brought some donut hull ships. Yeah. And they're out there disgorging starfighters. And, and uh, the one thing that, that uh, Sinar has a little victory moment in his head, he's like, hmm. He couldn't swing real dreadnoughts. He had to deal with more Trade Federation crap. Oh, yeah, because he's like, oh, we got a bunch of, like, things that normally escort capital ships and no capital ships. All right. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, mm, and I see you brought a, a whole army. Yes, I can uh, get whatever I want from the Senate because I have the correct motivating factors, Sinar. And he's just like, 
Yeah, I haven't stopped doing this jerk-off motion since I got on the ship, and I don't anticipate stopping. Look, I man, like my I'm forearms are going to be massive at the end of this conversation. I, oh, shoot, I've grown a second dick. Look at that. Both hands are going. Ugh. Yeah, I I love side art. Yeah. I don't care. This is great. But also, again, God, Star Wars pacing in these books where you're like, all right, we got like 40 pages left, and we'll finally do... A big encounter. And you're like, ah, good. We wouldn't want, you know, struggle to last at any point. That should happen for like 10 pages and be immediately finished. With. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's like, yeah, I'm just going to surround the, sh- the planet with the things that are going to shoot bombardments at them. We're not even going to tell them we're here or why. We're just going to shoot at them. And then we'll ask them to surrender in a little while. And then one of his little, <coughs> excuse me, one of his little flunkies runs in and is like, uh, commander or whatever your current rank is, Tarkin, uh, we got a problem. The ship, the planet's starting to like open kind of like there's a bunch of huge panels sliding open on it and all kinds of weird shits coming out of them, like ships and guns and stuff. Yeah. It's, there's, there's just a bunch of weird shit happening. And he's like, like, well, eh, who cares? Disgorging shapes and stuff. And Tarkin's like, oh hmm. good. That means it's even more plausible for me to just absolutely decimate them with as much firepower as I want. Yeah. Great. If they try and resist, that's more reason for me to do my thing. Yeah. If there's one thing that we know about Tarkin is that he's an expert at underestimating rebel forces against his actions. Oh, yeah. He's that's, just like, that's the only thing we know hey, about Tarkin. Hey, wit- witness our moment of triumph. Mm-hmm. You may fire when ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certain he won't be holding his chin as everything blows up in this scenario either. But, uh, yeah, so the, sh- the planet starts to open up and disgorge stuff. stuff. Yeah, we have not reached the what is the stuff yet. I mean, obviously, we know they were building giant fucking versions of ships and things like yeah. that. Well, part th- in the Shopafar Obi-Wan conversation, there's a part where he straight up tells Obi-Wan, like, hey, we suffered a major invasion fairly recently and we took some significant damage that we had to kind of get out of and escape from. It won't happen again. Well, he's we also are- like, no, these guys showed up. You see the damage they did. We sent them packing. Yes. And then... We upped our military. Yeah, so we we chased off... And something has awakened in the planet. We chased off the far outsiders. I mean, obviously, the Yuzhan Vong, which we know is not nothing. The Yuzhan Vong are pretty relentless. Oh, yeah. If you can chase the Yuzhan Vong off, you're like, oh, you're fucking badasses. Of course, we have sort of conflicting information there, given that Vergeer is like, oh, they left because I said I would go with them. Yes. But Shapa is like, oh, she left with them thinking she was going to, like, uh, try and do stuff on our behalf. We did not need that. Yeah. So, two different perspectives on it, but Shoppa's like, yeah, dude, the planet uh, has awoken, and even more so now is a force to be reckoned with. Yes. So, there's a big surprise a-coming. Yeah. These uh, dudes do not realize the ass-kicking they are about to receive. I do appreciate that we at least get a lot of Sinar's perspective here because he is out of the game now. He's, yeah, he he's does done. not have a fucking skin in the game. He's yeah. just like, oh, you plan on doing some dumb horseshit? Hey, man, I'm sure that's great for you. Yep, I'm just going to sit right here and not be part of it. Boy, I sure do hope everything goes according to your plan and nothing fucks that up. Yeah. That'll be great. So, there you go. I don't think there's much else to say about this one. Not really. I mean, we combined a couple of the chapters because I think we like start and end with Anakin on this, but we just combined the two because who gives a shit? Notably, Jabatha never even gets a line. 
Oh yeah, Jabatha is just scared. Yeah. Anakin is like, hey, don't resist or he'll fucking murder you. And then for the rest of it, it's just anytime Anakin is slow to respond, Keydave just like whips a halberd around and points at her and he's like, dude, I will murder her. Yeah, and Anakin every time is like, I'm not going slowly. I'm psychically communicating with the ship. Just imagine I'm constantly tippy-tapping my fingers or whatever. Just... Picture in your head a 90s hacking scene. Yeah. That's what I'm doing in my mind. It's just that, okay? So anytime I'm sitting here, imagine there's a little loading circle. I've got that little spinning color wheel, and that's what's happening right now. Yeah, so chill on me, okay, bro? And Because uh, he is still trying, although he does eventually fail. He tries a number of times to... He does the Jedi mind trick, and he wants to be like, you know, you should go to Coruscant with me. Come with me to Coruscant. I'll give you a tour of our temple facilities. You could learn much. And he's like, I wouldn't be welcome at that. Why are you even offering? I don't want to go to Coruscant with you. We aren't kin. Yeah. And he's like, ah, but we're very alike. No. Everyone loves you for no reason. Everyone hates me because I suck. Fuck you, my dude. Yeah. Let's not try that anymore, okay? And Anakin decides they're just too different for the mind trick to work. And that's the end of that. Yeah. Plus, in the middle of it, he does get that Vergeer message. And he's like, uh, I was trying to mind fuck this dude, and now I'm just getting weird bird lady. I just wanted to be like, oh, hang on a second. Uh, you, this isn't the kid you want. And he's like, oh, shoot. I should probably put you guys down somewhere. I you got you wrong, aren't the kid I want. I got the wrong kids. <laughs> anyway, I'm still way better than you, even though I'm a psychic like voicemail left in a ball. Yeah. I, I repelled the Yuzhan Vong. What are you going to do? Oh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he'll kill Palpatine. That's something. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. Hey, he does a lot of shit. Lose to Obi-Wan like three times. Yeah, but he does win. Eventually. Yeah, he does. Yeah, do. Oh, he sort of. I'm even. I'm counting that one as another loss, honestly, because he didn't uh, kill Obi-Wan. He just watches him ghost out. He gets ghosted by Obi-Wan. Yeah. So, anyway, there you go. That's the fun episode. Who knows what will happen in the maybe two episodes we have left to go through here. It's so wild to me that we are almost done and i'm like it's one episode i think no we definitely have a couple episodes okay. probably two because yeah i think this is gonna be two maybe three if we stretch it okay i don't want to yeah i want to get to the next exciting book it's so excited mm-hmm. it's gonna be uh i don't know dune fiction or something dude fiction we'll seek out more kevin j anderson mistakes in other galaxies further unknown I, further I, different galaxies it'll probably be star wars again it's boring <laughs> It's only not Star Wars when you let me pick, and then I fuck it up. Is that true? Did I? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I wanted the Star Wars and uh, the Star uh, Trek and X Men one to happen, but oh, but I wanted that one to happen too because uh, yeah, that was, shit rules. Yeah, I let you do that, but <laughs> but the one the 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 one where you picked fucking Supernatural that was not my call. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. If you want to hear more crazy Star Wars stuff, and I know you do, why don't you head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash systemmaster, where, after I've run around a lot and kind of tuckered myself out a bit, we will find all kinds of fun Star Wars stories right there on that old internet and recount them to each other and to you. And the cost to you at patreon.com slash systemmastery, our Patreon page, a mere $4 a month, unlocks not just two episodes of that, no, sorry, four episodes of that generally per month, but like 260 more of them Dating back to the uh, uh, mists of antiquity. The Plasticine. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Plasticine era. Yeah, where everything was plastic. Yep, not the Pleistocene, the Plasticine. Yep. 
Uh, and, you know, it also gets you all our bonus content from our System Mastery episodes. It helps the show. It lets us keep doing what we're doing. It lets, uh, you know, Jeff go buy things at Spencer's Gifts. He really wants some more Playboy outfits. So <laughs> I, I didn't buy anything at Spencer's. Uh, I was only very slightly I tempted. bought a button that says poop, <laughs> and then I bought a lava lamp and a dildo. I almost bought the wor- a, a t-shirt with the worst character from Death Note on it. A blacklight poster with weed and an alien. Mm-hmm. You guess who the worst character from Death Note is. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, probably because I forgot their name. Yeah. Which at least tells you it's not L or whatever, because those kind of names are easy to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and... You know, if if you want, you can also support us by just uh, you know, give us a rating, a review, let Wherever people you know. Yeah, fucking tweet about us. I don't care. We got a book coming out in like a month from, or less than a month from when this episode will release. If you want to do something cool, you can support us by buying that new book. Yeah, you can always pre-order our coloring book. Yeah, that's right. It's probably up on Amazon by now. I didn't even. Oh, check it definitely that yet. is. But yeah, our coloring book. Uh, we we made a full-on adult-style coloring book, and I by adult I mean heavily detailed, not. <laughs> There's not there's dongs not like, a hanging, not, not a lot of hanging like uh, lips and dongs and whatever. It's 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 a uh, swinging naturals. Yes, it's not that. It's more like it's of adult themes uh, and situations set in a D and D universe where all kinds of cool shit is happening, and it is also a system agnostic adventure you can play along with. So fucking rad, right? Yeah. So check that out. That's called the Dungeon Meister Goblin Quest Coloring Book or something. I forget the name of it. Yep. Probably shouldn't have tried to pitch it without remembering what my own book was called. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm we, very invested today. We are highly prepared for all things. Well, I don't get to name them. No, and that's unfortunate because our names are always way better than the other names. I think we might get away with the name on the current project. I doubt we will. Because we we're going to write the whole fucking intro to be a like a... You know what? I, I'm not supposed to give any of that away yet. No. So, thank you so much for joining us. Jeff is fucking around. No, I'm not. I'm looking up what the book's called. The Dungeon Meister Goblin Quest Coloring Book. What the fuck? I actually got it right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good. Wow, that's that's a, a fucking huge book for $14.99. Yeah, man. I gotta say, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. $14.99, you should probably go buy one. It's uh, You can pre-order now wherever yeah. you are allowed to pre-order. I'll put links up and shit, because that's a, that's a great deal, and you want that, you'll want that cool book. So, there you go. Support us by doing that. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. I've been Elan Sleaze Bagano. And I love wearing this sweet towel shirt. 